powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg. As always, my name's Liz. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm joined by my friend Max today. Max, how you doing? Oh, and I might have muted you because I can't hear you. We're good. My bad. I'm doing oh, pretty good. Um, Excellent. Always um, good when it's on someone else's end and not mine. But <laughs> yeah, um, I'll take the blame on that one. But yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Better than I was in that first period. But oh, boy, you know. I was texting Max guys before the game and I was like, oh my gosh, like, hey, here are the things that I'm ready to talk about, like all the things that I like about the Jets they're doing tonight and it's proving my point that they need to do those things to do well. And then they stopped doing them and yeah. the back 40 minutes of that game were just not, not what I was looking for. I don't know. It looked like two different games. It was really weird because I thought they were playing a really solid game in that first, first period. Um, the Burns were really like really flat-footed, which is something I've noticed they've been doing a lot in the past few games anyways. But Interesting. Yeah, because I was ready to come into this after that first part because I was excited about this game because I haven't been able to watch the Bruins a ton this year and obviously, you know, four regulation losses. They're a freaking juggernaut right now. So I was looking forward yeah. to seeing what they were so good at and, and all those kinds of things. But then I just found well, yeah. that they didn't look bad or anything right out the gate, but I was excited to talk to you and be like, okay, what didn't they do tonight? And which is why the Jets ended up winning. Um, and yeah. then that didn't work out. Yeah, it was, it's weird. Cause like, um, I think there was like a stat over like a five game period a couple of weeks ago, like a team was scoring against the Bruins within the first three minutes or so, like every of those games. And it's just like, they're slow. They're starting slow. And then I guess they have a speech in the first intermission and they just come back stronger I wish they would just start better, but no, absolutely. against a team like, I don't know, Toronto, you might not be able to come back in that, but totally. they did tonight. So yeah, I'll, absolutely. I'll take and it. My dad was saying, it was so funny. He comes up and he's like, yeah, like I think they were saying on the broadcast that uh, the Bruins are one of the best teams in the third period. And I was like, I think I've heard like eight different things tonight that the Bruins are the best at. So like, I'm not even yeah. really surprised at this point, but that definitely makes sense just knowing the kind of the way that that team is composed. I'm not surprised that they're a strong finishing team that's able to come back. When you go down to nothing yeah. early on, that can really set the tone early. And like you said, someone must have talked to them in the first period. They must have their system that they're like started not so great. Short memory. Yeah. Let's move on. I, I guess so. And I, there's even been like, I forget which game it was. It was one of the recent Bruins games. Um, and then the first period, they really struggled. They, I think they were down to nothing in that game too. And Montgomery said he had a talk with them in the first intermission. Nothing happened. They did nothing. The second period was meh. They allowed another goal or so. And then Montgomery just said, Bergeron, this is your room. And then they came back and won it in the third. And I think it might have gone to overtime. So it just speaks to like the leadership that's in that room is – you don't even need Montgomery, but he's doing a better job than Cassidy was in certain aspects too. It's I'm expecting the regression to come at some point, but it hasn't come yet. So I'm yeah. ready to be like disappointed for a huge losing streak, but it's it hasn't come yet. Absolutely, yeah. No, I'm, I don't. Yeah, I am all about the regression. I feel like I, it's the word I use all the time. Anytime a team is like really, really bad, I'm like, don't worry, guys. Like they'll figure it. Or a team is really good, I'm like chill out guys sort of thing um but the Bruins like I actually I want to talk about something um Kate in the chat uh asks if your opinion Max has changed on the Jets since the start of the season and that's making me think of a thing I saw on TSN earlier today it's a question I want to ask 
Who do you think has had a more surprising start to the season? The Jets or the Bruins? Mm-hmm. And I'll preface that by saying I like the Bruins record is obviously more impressive, but personally, mm-hmm. I thought they were a much better team going into the season. So it's interesting. What do you think? I'd probably agree with that too. Uh, I thought that the Jets were going to rely solely on Hellebuck, which they usually do, but they've been playing better in front of him and he's been better than he has the past couple seasons. But the Bruins, like you said, like they're a good team on paper. It was just the questions of like when Martian and McAvoy are out to start the year, are they going to tread water? Or are they going to be good? They were much better. And McAvoy and Marshan came back a lot sooner than expected too, which helps. So I think that's the surprising aspect for the Bruins team. But like you said, on paper, like they're a good team. They've been here before. A lot of this core was just in a Stanley Cup Finals a few years ago. So I would say the Jets are probably a more surprising team based off this performance so far, at least. Yeah, absolutely. I think that both teams are outperforming in some capacity. And so the Bruins, like you said, we knew they were, we knew that was a good team, but like zero regulation losses at home, four regular regulation losses at Christmas. Nuts. That's That's, that's crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. it's, It's hard to wrap my head around that. Yeah, even looking at the Jets and knowing that I can count on my fingers, I mm, not anymore because now they're at eleven losses. The amount of losses they've had this year, it's like you know what? Okay, I'll I'll take that. But yeah, I want to talk yeah. a little bit about specifically the two Jets goals tonight. We'll talk about those, and then we'll talk about the Bruins ones too. I'll kind of sure. talk about them from my perspective of you know yeah. what I liked from my team um, on the ones that we scored, and then what I didn't on the ones that we didn't. Um, but that Shifley goal early on. Um, that was nice. That, that, it that's was. his eighth consecutive 20-goal season, so congrats to the boy. But uh, thoughts on eight? that one? Wow. Um, that was a bit of a frustrating one. Grizzly kind of expected the play to advance a bit further, and he just like totally left Shifley just by himself. And it was a nice feed and even nicer finish. That kind of, I think, caught Swayman off guard too. I don't even think he expected him to get the puck. Totally, yeah. I think that Cole Perfetti had some nice, like, they were down the, the board battle I really liked before. And I talked yeah. about Cole Perfetti a lot on board battles because I like, he, he does get all muscled, like, the odd time. Like, you know, it, it happens. But I find that he's very strategic with his stick on the boards and he can move the puck yeah. pretty well. So the, they were able to retrieve that puck. And then that, like you said, that feed was, was really nice. So Yeah, I, uh, like you said, you haven't watched a lot of the Bruins. I haven't watched a lot of the Jets this year. Um, and I was really impressed with Cole Perfetti. You could tell that he's he belongs there. And like you mentioned with the board battles, it's not as much as like physicality like a Charlie Coyle. It's a he's just intelligent and a lot of the moves he has on the board battles are just hockey IQ. He's just smart Absolutely. with his stick. Totally. And, and I'm that. glad you noticed that. I'm glad you noticed that because oh, a lot yeah, of people are like, stuck out he's right not away. shoving guys. I'm like, oh he's figuring it out. But they have players to do that on the team to, like there's bigger bodies if you want a guy to just like a Taylor Hall cross check if you want that, you know. Can we talk about that for a second? For yeah, those of you yeah. who um, need to recall, if you were watching the game, I'm sure you remember this. Billy Hanela is going down. Puck was cleared by the Bruins, and he's like, "Oh, I'll go get this." And Taylor Hall just kind of attacks him randomly, like in the middle of the circle. If it was on the boards, I was saying this before. If Billy had the puck and he was like in the corner yeah. and Taylor Hall came and cross-checked him into the boards. I still wouldn't have been happy, but it would have been like, that's what guys do. It was just the most weird, random mid-ice cross-check. Yeah. It was like Billy had hit him previously in the game, but nothing had happened. And it's not like they have a history of past years either. It's just like Hall was just, ah, I'm just going to cross-check him now. 
I don't understand it. I was just like, I was just laughing. I'm like, what, it, what was the point? It was definitely funny. And I got a shout out. I'm wearing my Ville Hanola. Um, I don't know if you could tell. Where's my number? I'm moving my thing in the wrong way. Do you guys see my number 14, my Ville Hanola Winnipeg Jets playoff sweater? Oof. This used to belong to the boy. Um, so oh. it's my game worn. That's sick, actually. Yeah. So collected this one from random Twitter connections. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> I am a huge Billy Hanola fan. He is my protected little prospect for the Winnipeg Jets. And I, I think very highly of him. And I know I said we'd talk about the goals, but we're going to talk about him first. And then we'll go back to the goals. Um, yeah. But I thought that Billy actually had a decent game tonight. I've been yeah. a little bit stressed about him because... Like it just he was so sick for a while. His last game was his first NHL game in, you know, three months. It was his first pro game in like a month because he'd well, not a month, but like two, three weeks because he'd been out sick and the AHL, the Moose only play on the weekend, so it was just kind of awkward yeah. for timing. I thought he looked mm-hmm. good tonight. Max, did you notice anything about him? Any thoughts on the player? I, I think he was just solid. Like he didn't there was nothing egregious that any mistakes and I think a lot of the time with defensemen especially you don't need to have those plays where it's like, wow, that was a really nice play or really need to stand out. If you think back and there was nothing that like was overly negative, I think it was a solid game. And when you mentioned that he was out for a long time, you can't really complain too much with that either. Absolutely. And that's always the fear with Billy Hanela is the blatant mistakes because he is yeah. a very high risk, high reward type of player in a lot of the things 100%. that he does. So there will be the odd time where he'll, he'll make a mistake and people will freak out over it. But I thought, yeah, like you said, I thought he was good and solid tonight like particularly on the Nick Felino goal like I'm gonna go on my Billy Hanola rant here um obviously he's my favorite I love him kind of thing but and I go to bat for him on Twitter all the time and people get annoyed and they're like oh it's because he's your favorite all this kind of stuff the reason I actually just get so frustrated when people talk about him is because they say that he's bad and then cite the wrong things. He's not the best player in the world there are a lot of things that he can work on but they're like he's small he can't box out guys in front of the net that's like something he's actually really good at. Like the Nick really Felino goal, yeah. for example. Kyle Connor lost his man. He and Dubois went for the same guy. I was 100%. like, what's going on here? Ville Hinola had his guy positioned out. That guy couldn't have even gotten a tip if he wanted nope. to. Obviously, it was a nice shot. Didn't need one. Those are the things that he's good at. And I thought that he was fine in that area tonight. For so sure. I was happy about that. I noticed that um, the complaints you have over him is the same that Sunburns fans have over Matt Grizzlick. He's obviously a smaller guy. He's only five foot nine, And... A lot of people say he gets boxed out or he's too small, but that's where he's actually good. Even though he is a smaller guy, he's good at using his hockey IQ and his body positioning and stick positioning to box out guys. And he's good in front of the net in those situations. It's funny that they like to uh, use, like you said, the wrong critiques of certain players. I don't. And I'm sure you don't think Macros looks the best player in the world. You're like, no, he's subject to critique like anyone else, but at least do it properly because then I can't take what you're saying seriously like because that means you're not actually watching what this guy's doing like I genuinely with Billy Hanel it gets to the point of concern where I'm like he might almost need to tone down a little bit in front of the net because he's like beating guys up there like well not beating them up but he's cross-checking them and he's tying up their sticks he does a great job of tying up their sticks which transitioning back into what we're talking about I thought Boston wasn't doing well enough early on in the game I thought they were giving the Jets too much space in front of the net and that's why those two goals went in and that's something that I've been begging the Jets to do all year is get more of those chances in the front of the net and it was like awesome at the beginning and then it wasn't yeah I don't know it seems like the Bruins maybe stayed up 
too late or, or didn't have practice or something because they were flat-footed and they were just losing those battles in front and they were letting the Jets in on that deflection on the second goal. I think it was a deflection that they ended up pulling yes. it as. Yeah, um, and that extended Josh Morrissey's point streak to 11, right. so yay. Right, yeah. Uh, but it's losing those battles in front of the net, and they just seemed, like, all confused. And there was even plays, I think, later on in that same period where, like, Grizzlick was falling down, and he was just, like, they're just blatantly throwing the puck in any direction, and the Jets took advantage on that two-goal or two-nothing goal. Totally. And then... Everything changed. Um, One particular area of frustration I had with the Winnipeg Jets tonight, and I always find that when people point out when a team loses, particularly goaltending, refing, like there are certain things that I don't like when people just attribute losses to you because I find that they can be kind of lazy Mm -hmm. narratives to be like, oh, the goalie was bad. It's like, "Mm, I don't know. But tonight, and I'm saying this not to be lazy, but to (laughs) be right, they needed to stop taking penalties. Like, you yeah. can't go down five on four, like, six times in a period against the four losses in regulation Boston Bruins and expect to win the hockey game. Yeah. I think one of the big ones was, it might have been right after the Bruins tying goal. Somewhere around there, Josh Morrissey took a hooking call, like, immediately after. Yeah. I was like, that's just poor timing. I get you're, like, frustrated. You want the puck. You want to try to get another scoring chance. But now you've put your team in an even worse situation. It's just like careless situations like that. Totally. Yeah. And like you said, it's it's a terrible, terrible time to take that call. Of course. And I I feel like I'm trying to think of it like I think Josh had a little bit of the huh? What? Like that was a hook, brother. Like you can't do that. And I I thought there I want to say the Shifley call I thought was a little bit rough. And then there was a Dubois high stick early in the third that wasn't called. I saw that. Thing got lifted, whatever. But yeah. I don't blame refs for losses. There were missed calls on both sides. They definitely put the whistles away in the third. Um, there were a couple that. things that could have been called, but then they were trying to, I think, even it out on both sides. And, you know, you miss that high yeah. stick on Dubois, so then you'll let something get away from the Jets in the next little bit. And there was a lot of that. But uh, someone in the chat earlier on, before we even started, mentioned that the refs were whistle-happy tonight. I thought they were, like, earlier, and then they just stopped. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That third period, it felt like there was no whistle. That third period went by super fast. It did. It felt like at least like there was no whistle for a good like three, four minutes, just back and forth. And it was really fun hockey. But yeah, they definitely put the whistles away for at least into that third period. Yeah, definitely. And I think fun hockey is a good way to describe it. Like I really like playing yeah. against good teams because I think it, it's a good test of you know what do they need to work on and all those kinds of things. And um, I think. You know, we can look back at some of the similar things that I've been saying about the just the forward core needs some support right now. Like Carson Kuhlman and Sam Gagne in the top six, man, yeah. get, give me a break. Like, I've seen enough. <laughs> I'm out, man. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I remember the days where Carson Kuhlman was the second line winger for the Bruins. So oh, I see how you're feeling. Yeah. And, and he was in the Stanley Cup finals. So that was fun. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He played second line i think and he scored against the blues and then Bruins fans fell in love with kuhlman if you mention kuhlman on Bruins twitter they'll, they love kuhlman because of that one goal but aside from that like he didn't do anything that's he's a bottom logan, six guy logan stanley scoring two goals against carrie price when the jets got swept <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i i got the feeling so yep. condolences um do you want him back <laughs> you you can have him <laughs> i'm okay we put him on waivers so oh and we just pick him up off waivers from another team so i'm really glad that they think a guy who's been put on waivers twice in the last 
three years is a solution for that. No, I know they know he's not a solution. It is what it is, but the Jets need yeah. to trade for a forward as soon as the freeze is up. For sure. And uh, I want to point out, Kate in the chat says, I feel bad about the number 13 Dubois jersey. Um, I don't. This is my pride and joy, my number 13 Dubois jersey, because I bought it the day that he was traded to the Winnipeg Jets, and it will forever be an original. And every game, I pick a jersey to put on my wall, because unlike Max, I don't have a beautiful, amazing collection of my favorite team, because... I just don't collect jerseys. Gotta shout those out. There are some gorgeous ones up there that uh, see some nice pasta ones, Bergeron ones, and I only have Max Crop down in this video, but uh, he has plenty more. Yeah. There's there's gotta be a... I don't know if I want the Winter Classic or the Reverse Retro. I'm kind of leaning the Reverse Retro, so... See, and I... I feel like that one's gotta come. Reverse Retro haters, so... I know, and I don't know why. It's such a clean jersey. I don't like the I logo. I like it way more than like the, the logo. Class. That's the best part. I know, but I'm a hater, so I, yeah. uh, <laughs> I I understand, though, why people like it. And I yeah. think it's the kind of thing that, like, I might just be, like, like I said, like like a hater. And I like, I actually really like the Bruins logo. A lot of people think it's really boring. Uh, I think it's so clean. Like, I love yeah. the Boston away jerseys, particularly for some reason. But I also just love white jerseys, um, generally speaking. But... Nice. I, I don't know. Not not the hugest fan. Yeah, fair, that's fair. So I want to talk a little bit about what you think the Bruins did well tonight, and then I'll kind of counter it by saying, okay, this is what the Jets could have done to to fix that up a little bit. Um, it was like a flip from what they didn't do well in the first. Not playing well in front of their own zone. Not getting enough pucks through the neutral zone, just bad clears in general, uh, and losing board battles, something they completely flipped around. There was great forecheck. They completely clogged up the neutral zone through that second and third period. And I think before the Nick Foligno goal, I checked the shots because it was like, it feels like the Bruins are dominating. And the shots were like 10-2 Bruins. They were just neutralizing anything the Jets had. Um, And because the game was tied, they didn't need to be as aggressive offensively, which forced Winnipeg to kind of feel more aggressive. And that's where they eventually were able to strike on the Felino goal. So they showed that patience that an experienced first place team with four regulation losses has, and they showed poise. And once they were able to, even off that lucky bounce off, you know, the boards and ended up being the first goal for Pasternak, they used that as momentum. And then they just shut the game down from that point on. Totally. And that's, again, two goal lead, most dangerous lead in hockey, right? It's, you never know when those bounces are going to come. You know, I will go on and yell about how Hellebuck needs to stay in his net because if he had that goal would have been a little bit different all that kind of stuff but just like what a bad bounce and I can't blame Hellebuck for anything that happened tonight especially early on Max was getting frustrated he's like this guy that one power play we had a full two minutes that i i don't know the jets players who were on the penalty kill at the time but every single one of them was every just single one of them is on the penalty kill i'm sure it was literally pick a guy out of a hat i'm sure he was on at some point they don't have guys who penalty kill go on yeah but they were just all stationary they were exhausted and the burns were just like puck possession finding passes tips and everything and hellebuck was just stopping everything or they were missing the net and it was the most infuriating two minutes and then they the jets almost scored the other way and got like time on attack on the other side and I was just preparing for another goal for Winnipeg there thankfully it didn't happen I was about to lose it yeah there was definitely some 
I can't even people tweet it all the time, but I never say it out loud when they're like Vezina Buck, Vezina Buck. I don't know what it is. People yeah. say it all the oh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that first period, it was definitely in existence. Like he was hundred percent. He was good. He was he was very good. Before we keep going, yeah. I just want to quickly shout out our sponsors at Sports Interaction. Do a quick ad read for them. Um, do you think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live, in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. If I was going to bet on anything in this game, it was going to be that Dylan Sandberg was going to have a bit of a rougher go with Neil Pionk as his partner. <laughs> I don't know, like you were saying before, you haven't watched a lot of, of Jets this year, but yeah. Neil Pionk is a little bit of a... He's just had an interesting season, and Dave mentioned it in the chat, um, talking about um, the Jets and kind of some of the things that went wrong with them, and he says not to mention whatever Pionk and Dylan are <laughs> doing. And Neil Pionk has just been a little bit of a rougher go, and so has Brendan Dillon, and they switched the pairings partway through last game, and then they started the game with the same pairings. Obviously, Dylan DeMello and Josh Morrissey stayed on top pairing. Josh Morrissey, mm-hmm. I thought, didn't have his best game of the season. He was playing like a normal defenseman tonight, not like a god-tier defenseman, so it is yeah. what it is. Uh, but then Vili Hanala and Brendan Dillon were together, and Dylan Sandberg and um, Neil Pionk were together. Dylan Sandberg had that one absolute pizza that led to the David Pasternak breakaway yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, Connor yeah. Hellbuck, God, God bless. Um but I thought that Neil Pionk, again, had a little bit of a rougher game, and so did Dylan Sandberg. And I'm starting to wonder, like, at what point is anything going to get better with those guys? Because Brendan Dillon, um, in the chat, it doesn't look like everyone was too fond of him. I was okay with him tonight. I thought he was Brendan Dillon, and I'm not the biggest Brendan Dillon fan, so it is yeah. what it is. But I thought he w- didn't have his worst showing. But mm-hmm. Neil Pionk and Dylan Sandberg didn't look good to me tonight. Did you notice anything about them? Uh... Not overly particularly, but like they they did they just didn't seem fantastic. Like you basically, like you said, they um, just seem meh. I guess is the way to describe them. It, I don't know if that's a pairing that'll work in the future, especially if the Jets. Well, I don't know what the Jets want to be either. Like I don't know what their plan is. They want to <laughs> compete? Question mark. I don't know because you're not. They're like middle of the road. I don't see them as like a contender at all in the West. But they could be if they make certain moves, like not having Carson Coleman in their top six. No, for but sure. But I think like, defensively having that pairing, I don't know if that's the answer going forward. Like, you know, that that meme format where it's like the three dragons and there's like two that are like really angry and mean looking <laughs> and one's like all cockeyed. Yeah. Before the yeah. game, they were like top teams in the NHL based on win percentage. And it was like the Carolina Hurricanes, the Boston Bruins, Toronto Maple Leafs, and then Dallas Stars, and then the Winnipeg Jets. And I was like... Wow, I I think I know which one they are, but I again yeah. I think the Jets are frauds. But um, there have been a lot of things that they have done that have impressed me this season. But like you said, sure. I still don't see them as a contender. I could be swayed very quickly if their D could figure it out a bit and if they could yeah. get Ehlers back and trade for another forward. Because even with a fully healthy team, God, they need a top six forward. They for sure. need a top six forward. What's the um, prognosis on Ehlers? So he had sports hernia surgery a month ago or so. And so that was like eight to 12 weeks recovery. But he went on the trip with them this week. So 
I don't mm. know what that's about. Maybe just last road trip wants to hang out with the buddies. Like I, I'm not sure, but Could I be. think the in, like the the healing process is going well. He's skating already and stuff like yeah. that. So we could see him, you know, relatively early into the new year. Um, you know, maybe end of January could, I, I expect he'll be back around all-star break time. Like that would be probably yeah. the most likely scenario, but uh, we'll see. And I think it'll be a very different Winnipeg Jets team when he comes back. Right. Well, for sure. Adding a guy like Ehlers to your lineup makes you a better team regardless. You just kind of hope that they make the move even before he comes back for a top six player, because you don't want to get complacent, like knowing that, oh, Ehlers will come back. We don't need to get help now. But like you said, even when he comes back, you're still going to need another body in that top six. Absolutely. Um, did you have any particular highlights uh, of players from the Bruins tonight that you thought looked good? Um, you know, Swayman, again, I don't understand teams that aren't like mine. And I, you know, I never question whether or not Connor Hellebuck will get the start unless it's on the back half of a back-to-back but I know that the Bruins run a form of a tandem I know Allmark's their starter but I know that they sometimes start was there a reason for the particular Swayman start today or was it just kind of oh pulled his name out of a hat I don't know I was expecting kind of an Allmark start because usually well I guess against a hot goalie they'll often play Swayman which is kind of weird Um, who was it the other day Sorokin they I think they uh when they played the Isles, they played Swayman, I believe, in that game. And I was expecting an Allmark versus Sorokin, two of the best goalies in the NHL again. Totally. I was expecting Allmark again for that. The Bruins do have a back-to-back tomorrow. They played the Devils, so they might want to be going to the Devils, who have been struggling lately, too. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I typically now am kind of in the position like you are with Hellebuck, where last season it was flip a coin if it's, if it's going to be Allmark or Swayman. This season, I'm pretty confident most starts are going to be Allmark unless it's like last minute Montgomery's like, oh, it's actually going to be Swayman, which is kind of what it was today. Totally. I actually, speaking of back-to-back, I got to do a quick look up here of the Capitals and Sens game tonight. Okay, so um, Alex Ovechkin did not pass Gordie Howe tonight. So Dave Riddick getting the start tomorrow against the Washington Capitals. It's coming, boys. Book it. Now, sports interaction... Go and place a bet on that because people love hitting milestones <laughs> against the Jets and it's also Dave Riddick. So bless his heart. Oh, Seems boy. like a nice guy. Has done what I was hoping he would do tonight, but it's Alex Ovechkin. It's the Gordie Howe record. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at the schedule for the Bruins and we don't play the Caps until like mid to late February. I think it might even be after the All-Star break. Just please somehow don't go on a long, long streak of like not scoring Ovechkin. I don't want that record to be broken against the Bruins. Don't I'd worry. Be, we'll, we'll, we'll get I would you. Be we'll, we'll do that for you. Don't worry about I'd it. I'd be petrified to be a goalie. Like, if he ends up getting to Gretzky's record, like, being that goalie that lets in that goal, that breaking goal, is that a good or bad feeling? I think like, it's bad. I mean, unless I it's, think, like, some, like, guy who, like, a like an e-bug or something like that. It was just like, it, it's it's your story. It's like, hey, man, I let this in. Uh, but yeah, like, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a bad thing. Bittersweet. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but, but I just want to know. Hey. Ooh, go on. <laughs> if he breaks it tomorrow against Dave Riddick, then. Or if he breaks Gordy's in, uh, against Dave Riddick, then all the credit to Dave Riddick. Yeah, shout out Dave. Big save Dave. Come on. Yeah. Except not, not a big save on that one. It was so funny. Oh my gosh. I don't know what broadcast you're watching tonight, but I was watching the Jets one and they yeah, had Craig too. Button on in the first intermission and 
he started talking about Alex Ovechkin. It was so funny. It was like, like yes. Christmas being on December 25th, like the I, sun that rising was in the east. You know, it was like, oh my, okay. But honestly, kind of going to score from that spot. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. And he kept saying multiple times that he's, he has scored over 800 goals. So I don't know when they plan to release that. But I mean, he's been on like a, he hasn't scored since he scored his 800, right? Because 801 is yeah. how? Or is it 802? Yeah. I don't know. Besides I the forget, point, actually. It is what it is. But um, yeah. final thoughts on that game. Anything else that you feel like we ha- we've missed or that you wanted to touch on on your team tonight? Um, I thought puck possession from that second period on for the Bruins looked really good. I was impressed with David Krejci tonight. His passing seemed like on point, and there were a couple times where his shots, even the Jets commentators were like, oh, Pasternak shot. Nope, that was Krejci. He's been shooting the puck, which we usually don't see from years past of Krejci, so I'm loving that from him. Bringing him back on that second line center was makes me very happy. So I'm happy with his game, and Jake DeBrusque also had a solid game from what I what I watched. Yeah, definitely. I think it's so funny, like, when I was talking about my guys, and you're like, yeah, like, I feel like that similar narrative uh, relates to one of your own guys and stuff like that. That's, uh, Cole Perfetti is kind of like that, like, you know he can pass a puck, but when when he starts to shoot, you're like, you're happy to see it. You're like, thank goodness, because that's awesome. Yeah, you have a shot, but they prefer to just, hey, they have that elite passing. And if you're known for your elite passing, people don't always perceive you as a shooting threat, right? So exactly opens up a lot more more doors. And even if you want to be a strategic passer, hey man, maybe maybe the shot that you take has more room when you get a nice rebound off of it or something. Or shoot the puck. Very true. You can do it. Yeah, I promise. Hundred <laughs> percent. That is all for Max and I today. Um, we are on my forty minute Zoom account. I forgot to log into my pro, so I got my little notification. I was like, oh, we gotta we gotta wrap this up. But. Uh, Two strong teams playing tonight, and I think we saw in different spurts the best of both of them, more For so sure. from the team that won, especially in the back half of that game. They they really pulled themselves together, and not even that I thought they started poorly, you know, right out the gate. I was like, okay, I know that this is a strong team. Like, they their forecheck was good from the beginning. Jets had a couple mm-hmm. of really great moments, but then they kind of let the Bruins get ahead of them there, and then it was just chasing the game from there on out, even though they were still up for a chunk of that time. It looked like they were playing from behind and whatnot, but I think that there's a lot that both teams can build on from that. You know, it's always good uh, if you're the Bruins to feel like you can beat a team that's maybe, you know, it doesn't matter if they're in a different conference, but you look at the standings yeah. and you see that it's one of the best in the West. It it, it feels good to beat for them, sure. especially going into a back-to-back and then taking some time off for the holidays. 100%. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a definitely good feeling for the Bruins, and they've shown that no matter the circumstance, they can flip the script and and claw back and get into games, and they're never out of a game, and that's a huge asset to have, obviously, as we know, heading into the playoffs. Absolutely. So, Max, uh, thank you so much for taking the time and coming to join me. I'll do Thanks quick little socials plugs. Like, of course, you can guys can find me on Twitter. My username is at Liz Hood. Max is also on Twitter. I want to say I'm not going to butcher this. It's at Mac or TKD Max BJJ. Is that track? Beauty. Nailed yep. it. Perfect. And uh, Max is also on TikTok. You guys are in the presence of a celebrity tonight. Max has like over 60,000 followers on TikTok. So, Big deal. Big deal. He's doing some charity work by oh, coming and chat oh. with me today. But uh, Oh, for sure. <laughs> any Anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. I appreciate the invite. Thank you for letting me come on. It's Absolutely, yeah. Rocky. And uh, we will see each other in the Stanley Cup final or something, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Stanley Cup final. Book it. Awesome. 
Take care, everyone. Thanks for jumping in the chat. For those of you listening back on podcast tomorrow or later in the evening, uh, thank you for tuning in as always, and we'll see you tomorrow night against the Caps. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.